no mai, hari mai, ki hōtaka. Welcome to the panel, RNZ National Wallace Chapmanhead. Now, a report of a crash on State Highway 29, partially blocking the road, where State Highway 29 intersects with Omanawa Road. Uh, that's the west of Tauranga. So please follow the directions of emergency services. We'll keep you updated on that traffic. Innovate and pollute less, not rely on planting trees. That's the message. The government has released ideas to get its emission trading scheme to more effectively reduce pollution. That after four. Gangs, they're back in the political spotlight. Gangs will face tougher consequences under a national party government, Chris Luxon says. What's the difference to what happens now? An explainer. Also, venues in Ōtautahi Christchurch call for updated noise plan to protect live music culture. Or have you moved into the CBD and all you hear is drum and bass and you want a good night's sleep? Let me know. It's National Volunteer Week and the theme is a big shout out to someone who helps out in your area or the, on the kids' rugby field, helping out with the family down the street. Text me, 2101. And the ABC puts out the list of the best soundtracks of all time. And I've given this a bit of thought, and I reckon there is one that beats every single soundtrack on earth. That at 4.30. But what's yours? From Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon in Pulp Fiction to Lou Reed's Perfect Day in Trainspotting. The list it's long, and I want to hear from you. Text me, 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me today, Jenny Giblin, Director of Funding HQ and a Hawke's Bay Farmer. Jenny, good to have you here. Oh, Kira Wallace, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Also with us is Anton Matthews, an entrepreneur, Te Rao Māori champion, director of Hustle Group, Papa Husband. Kia ora iho. Nice to have you here, Anton. Tēnā Wallace. Great to be back. Tēnā koe, Jenny. Nice to, um, nice to talk with both of you. Now, you can listen to the panel on iHeart, Apple, Spotify, if you can't catch it live, and to this. Oh, why Makariri Councillor is fearful boats zooming down the Kaipoi River could cause carnage due to a lack of enforcement of the speed limit. Al Blackie, he says the bylaws are toothless, but local officials have their hands tied. It's technically Environment Canterbury's responsibility to enforce navigation rules, but it takes them up to an hour to arrive. Let's check in with Al Blackie. He's with us. Welcome, Al. Kia Wallace. What's going on in your area? Yeah, well, we've got this nice little river in our town. It's not very wide. It's only 30, 30 40 metres wide, and it's, it's, very, it's, a, it's a busy little river. We've got the Cure Rowing Club, and we've got St Margaret's Girls School rowing on it, and we've got the jet skis and the fizz boats coming up. We've recently built a very nice pub in the middle of town, and the people come up now in their boats and tie up for a beer. It's a, it's a summer problem rather than anywhere else, but... Um, you know, it's, it's got to be a balance. We've, we, we don't want to be fun police and we don't want to be nanny state, but we've got to, we've got to, um, a, some safety, safety rules that we have to try. But and, you are being fun police. You are yeah, being nanny state. It's just a bit of fun, Al. Yeah, well, it's, it's going to be, it's not going to be fun when a 14 year old girl in the rowing club, who of course, then she's facing backwards in her single skull, there's three blind bends in, in our river, and, and when a jet ski or a fizz boat doing, doing 25, 30 knots comes the other way and runs them down. And we have had over the last, especially the last 
five, six, seven years, some very near misses, and the rowing club people are really uptight about it. All right, stay there, Al. Let's bring in our panel, our wonderful panel. Jenny. Well, as a mother of rowers, um, I'm I'm on Al's side. I think there's um, I think this is an issue. I guess my question to you, Al, is is you know how much is this sort of thing going to cost, and also who's uh, who's going to police it, and how you how would that actually work? Because yeah. um, I see that that would be a, a bit niggly, wouldn't it? Well, it's not so much niggly. It's a matter of um, logistics and and and, um, and timing. Um, the cost factor is not big, but as I said in, in the original article, the um, we we can't police it. Um, it's an ECAN responsibility, and they're 18 k's away. And they can't get a so they can't get a boat up. They can't get to us and get a boat on the water and catch them. And the other thing that goes with that is, and I've been talking with Gordon Mackay, who's their very very useful um, deputy harbour master. Or under Canterbury's rules and some places else in New Zealand, all boats, including jet skis, are meant to be have an ID number on them. And we, that isn't being complied with as much as he'd like. And to, to get a pro, he, he can, under the maritime thing, have a, issue a $200 fine. Uh, but you have to have a visual photo, preferably a, a vid, and, and, a, and a, a legally um, tough, um, ID on the, on the boat or the jet ski as well. And if you've got both those, then he, yes, he's quite prepared to, to issue a fine. We tr- what we're trying to do is do a couple of those, do, or do a name and shame, get it out in the media, and that, that has results. Anton. Mm. Yeah, no, look, I mean, I'm, I, can, I can hear your frustration now. Sounds like you need a few of the aunties from the local marae to come down and throw the side eye. Tell you what, that'll, that'll <laughs> slow them down. <laughs> Look, to be honest, I'm I'm not your problem, child. I I'm, I would, my ancestors would oh, I was going to say my ancestors would be ashamed of me. I'm I'm terrible in the water. You chuck me in a boat and I get sick after about uh. thirty seconds. I can see Al. I'm not going to be your problem, child. Jet skis kind of scare me, but I can understand your frustration, <laughs> mate. So what do you what what, what to, okay? So the panelists kind of side with you, Al. It's a bit dangerous, uh, exceeding the five knot speed limit, and it's quite a beautiful river too, isn't it? Yep, it's good. And you see, we've just put our little mini marina in there, and we've got four or five boats now, t- permanent liverboards tied up at that. And if these guys come up as far as the town, and some of them do at speed, the wasp from them is rocking these boats on the marina. So it's not just the other the fishermen and the rowers. And, and the white baiters, you see in white bait season, these guys come past, and they're, they're upsetting the white baiters. And the actual wash from them is slowly but surely washing the silt in oh. from the banks. Um, so you've got all these factors going on. L. Why don't they just put an orange flashing light on the side of the river? We are the roads, the, are the swell alert, boaters to some sort of eminent problem and will cause them to be extra vigilant. Sorry about a bit of confusing text there, but the point is uh, an orange flashing light, light on the side of the river there, Al. Yeah, well, I was talking to the harbour master on Friday and he's about to put three of those, you've seen those uh, um, yellow five-knot boys at the mouths of marinas and that sort of thing. We're about to put three of them in the river. Up till now, our signage, which has been on the banks, uh, has about a 24-hour life before it's ripped off, stolen, used as shotgun targets. You know, it's they don't last. I'm, I'm hoping three yellow boys in the river spaced out is, will be vandal-proof or at least um, less, less vandalised and see if that has any effect. In terms of the jet skis, though, I, I want to sort of... Have you been on one out? Because they're quite a lot oh, of fun. Yes, oh, I know. They're great. And see, I, and I, I, they have a problem in Canterbury here. There is no... Apart from going offshore, there is no water designated for jet skis. There's nowhere they can. There's nowhere you can get on one and learn on flat water. You're kidding me. 
I'm not. There isn't. They're not allowed on any of our little lakes, and they're not allowed on 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 this river, and not allowed, And there's no there's no other flat, calm, lunar type water for them. And, well, and Harbour Master, there's your problem. He, he, yes, he wrestles with that. Um, sure, when you're experienced, you can go offshore and jump in the waves. And, and um, you know, off the beaches, and that's fine. But there's there's nowhere for them to go, uh, as as, a, as opposed to other places in New Zealand where the, where there are. I think we've got the it's problem there, like, Al. Um, Anton. Yeah, oh, I was going to say it reminds me a little bit of some of the um, you know, when people have issues around you know skateboarding and all the yeah. rest of it. But you're absolutely yep. right, Wallace. If there's nowhere for them to go, then you know mm. that's this is what they resort to. So it is a bit of a shame, Al. You're right because your old, your alternatives are either you know the river, which which you're opposed to, and, and fair enough. Um, or you jump out in, in Tangaroa in the ocean, and that can be a bit dangerous as well mm. if you don't know what you're doing. So, yeah, yeah you almost need somewhere yeah. safe where people can go and learn, eh? Absolutely. I think we've, I think we've nailed it, Al. Kia ora. Hey, thanks for your time, and I hope uh, this resolves itself soon because, as you said, you want to be safe. Thanks, Wallace. Nice to talk to you, and thanks for the publicity. It's an absolute pleasure, Al. We'll welcome you back. Now, um, uh, the, the question of the day, I guess, is what soundtrack... Uh, really, really uh, has done it for you. A couple of here. Uh, the Blues Brothers, for sure. Uh, oh, fantastic. Stephen Wellington says, I've always, one I've always dug is the Big Lebowski. It's a great, eclectic mix. So we talk about that, 25 past four. I want to hear from you this afternoon. And the big shout out, um, it's the Volu- National Volunteer Week. Claire says, a big shout out to all the 500 regular volunteers at Mary Potter Hospice. You open hearts and create joy for patients and their whanau. So keep that coming. A volunteer shout out this afternoon. Okay, time for I've Been Thinking. Jenny Giblin. Well, Wallace, given it's volunteer week, I have been thinking about, I guess, the positive aspects that we can get out of volunteering. And um, I also work in the not-for-profit sector, so I deal with volunteers pretty much every day. Um, And I I guess I wanted to say that there is so much you can get out of being a volunteer yourself, and it is incredibly rewarding um, in in terms of, you know, you're learning new skills, um, you know, friendships, your sort of social connectedness, and just that, I guess, those endorphins that you get when you feel like you're, you know, really contributing and and helping others. And I just, I I hear anecdotally that volunteer numbers are waning. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's sort of what I hear around the traps a bit. And I guess I'm just sort of thinking, you know, how do we encourage others to to get on board and volunteer? Because as much as they're, they're giving to others, it's also really good for them. It's already good, also really good as a person to be able to, you know, give your time up. And I've volunteered for years. Have you? With various, yeah, yep, from kindergartens, parent centres, school committees, boards of trustees, good economic grief. development agencies, all sorts of things. But it's been the way that I have made new friends and I've learnt new skills and it's been it's been fantastic. It's so rewarding. And I know here in Hawke's Bay where we've been so impacted by the cyclone, it has been the volunteers that have come out and have helped our community have been absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Oh, cure Jenny. Wonderful stuff. So that's that's the uh, topic as well. Uh, a shout out to all those. And you'll know them, that person who does the knitting for a family down the road or helps out at the local soccer field or the squash club. Text me 2101. Wonderful stuff. All right. Uh, Anton Matthews, I've been thinking. Um, yeah, a little bit um, left field this this time, but look, mm. I've been thinking, Wallace, about um, something called population collapse. I've only really started learning about it in the last year or so, but it's quite fascinating, and I, I guess I've been thinking about the long-term global impacts of 
population collapse, what it will mean for our economies, um, things like our supply chains, especially our food supply, um, even climate. You know, I, and it can't, the reason I've been thinking about it is mm. because my son and I were walking over the weekend. He he asked me about climate change, and I think a friend of his said, "Oh, look, it's it's all over, over. It's all going to be over in about fifty years or so." And he was a little bit scared, and so I said, we had a conversation about it. But mm. I, you know, I, I wonder if population collapse, what kind of impact that's going to have on our on our climate issues, and um, I guess it's—I mean, it sounds terrible, but it's almost like a race to see which 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 things going to hurt us the most. Is it going to be climate change, or is it going to be population collapse? So, yeah, I, I guess I'm just—I'm fascinated by that concept and what will happen and what it will mean for us globally um, oh. when some of those populations do start to collapse because we've just kind of our population. I don't know, trajectory is just is, is way off compared to what it has been in the years for due to all sorts of different things. People not having enough babies and things like the one child policy in in China for you know back in I think it was the 80s wasn't it so all of that stuff it's kind of thrown up thrown us off a little bit so yeah I've been thinking about that a little bit lately big stuff Anton, and that feeds into all sorts of stuff eh? what does the future look like um, to what extent do we um, do we look after our uh, elders when we get older all that type of thing huh <laughs> Yeah, well, look, I mean, I was part of that group that sort of thought, oh my goodness, our population's growing rapidly, and before you know it, we're going to have, you know, 20 billion people on planet Earth. But, you know, when you read the data and look at the, the stats, it's actually not going to happen. We're probably going to plateau at about, well, mm-hmm. all, the, all the experts say about 9 billion, and then we're going to drop off pretty rapidly down to about 6 billion pretty quickly. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, there's lots to do, I guess. Lots to discuss today with Anton Matthews and Jenny Gibbon. Oh, yes. Footloose soundtrack, one lyricist, music by Kenny Loggins, Eric Carmen, among others. Stay with us. The panel, RNZ National.